It's Wednesday, September the 16th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, the WTO on American tariffs and Bahrain in the UAE with Israel. First, the world in brief. A World Trade Organization panel deemed tariffs imposed by America on China in 2018 illegal. It rejected America's argument that the measures were justified by Chinese practices that harmed American interests, including theft of intellectual property, saying that it was not clear that the products in question had benefited. The tariffs were applied to goods worth more than $200 billion a year. ByteDance is proposing to keep a majority stake in TikTok, according to several reports, despite an imminent deadline set by the White House for it to divest its American arm. The Chinese-owned firm wants to set up a new American-headquartered company to house the short video service. Under the plan, Oracle, an American software giant, would take a minority stake in the app. Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates signed an agreement to normalise relations with Israel. In a ceremony at the White House, President Donald Trump said that five or six other Arab nations, which he did not name, are close to following suit. Palestinian leaders whose would-be country remains under Israeli occupation would rather they didn't. Greek police arrested five men accused of starting a fire that burned down a migrant camp on the island of Lesbos, Europe's largest. 800 of the camp's 12,000 residents had been moved to a new camp on a former military firing range nearby. Many of the remainder are sleeping rough. Germany agreed to take in 1,500 of the displaced migrants. The global chair of EY admitted regret that fraud at Wirecard, a German fintech group for which it was the auditor, was not uncovered sooner. Carmine Di Sabio also said his giant accountancy would raise the bar significantly on future audit work. Wirecard filed for insolvency in June, after it admitted that nearly 2 billion euros, 2.3 billion dollars in cash, was missing. The European Commission proposed to its member states that the bloc's banks should continue to have access to London clearing houses until mid-2022. The suggested 18-month extension is intended to reduce market turbulence if no wider trade agreement is reached by the end of the year, when the Brexit transition period expires. A decision on the extension is expected by October. And Mexico's president, Andrés Manuel López Obrador, asked the country's Senate to schedule a referendum for June 2021. He wants to ask the people whether his five most recent predecessors can be prosecuted, presumably to allow a government-led investigation into their alleged corruption. Handily, it might also boost turnout for Mexico's congressional elections, taking place that same day. And now here's today's agenda. Defying gravity. America's housing market. Normally, a recession causes house prices to plunge as people lose jobs and income. In the Great Recession, Americas fell by 30% in real terms. The current downturn, however, is different. An index published by the National Association of Home Builders this morning is expected to show the market in decent health. A few factors explain this unusually strong performance. A series of provisions in the stimulus package that Congress has implemented make it relatively easy to request up to a year's pause in mortgage payments, rather than face foreclosure. The slugs of cash in the package also help. Thanks in part to stimulus checks of up to $1,200 per person, aggregate American household income is expected to rise this year. That allows people to continue servicing mortgages and take on new ones. 
any hopes that the pandemic will cause housing to become more affordable are likely to be dashed. Prognosis unclear. The world economy. Rarely has short-term economic forecasting been as uncertain as it is today. Global goods production rebounded strongly after cratering when economies went into lockdown. But thanks to social distancing, services remain in a slump. The future performance of the world economy depends on how quickly they catch up. The OECD, an intergovernmental think tank, releases its economic outlook today, informed by its judgment on that question. It will also preoccupy the Federal Reserve, whose rate setters will unveil their forecasts for the American economy at the conclusion of the central bank's two-day meeting. In June, most thought the American unemployment rate would still be at 9.3% or higher at the end of the year. It is already down to 8.4%. But stubbornly high service sector unemployment could plague economies for years. And the uncertain future spread of the disease, coupled with delays to fiscal stimulus, make the outlook even hazier. State of the Union. For a union in a state. The EU. After a hellish first 10 months in the job, Ursula von der Leyen, the President of the European Commission, will try to look beyond the COVID-19 crisis in her State of the Union address today. On the environmental front, Mrs von der Leyen will announce proposals to cut emissions by 55% from 1990 levels by 2030, a challenging target long demanded by activists and the EU's increasingly powerful Green parties. It will win her few friends in Europe's East, whose economies rely on dirty industries. Mrs von der Leyen will also hint at new proposals on migration, which still divides the EU five years on from the migration crisis. Foreign policy, a priority before COVID-19 hit, will receive an airing. Mrs von der Leyen will attempt to spell out how the EU will avoid both American and Chinese ascendancy. The speech will be a reminder that the EU had enough on its plate even before the pandemic. Dangerous Liaison Boris Johnson interrogated. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson will face questions from senior lawmakers today when he appears before the Liaison Committee of the British Parliament. Questions are expected to probe the government's economic response to the coronavirus pandemic and the state of trade negotiations with the European Union. They will also ask about the British government's review of its foreign and defence policies. There is much ground to cover. Britain's economy has recovered around half the output lost to the COVID-19 recession. But infection rates are rising, which may risk a second slump. The closure of the furlough scheme at the end of next month will send unemployment soaring. Meanwhile, Britain's trade negotiations with the EU are at risk of collapse after Mr Johnson proposed legislation that would unilaterally break the Brexit divorce treaty agreed with the bloc last year, a move which has horrified all living former Conservative Party Prime Ministers. Precious Snowflake The next big IPO Barring a last-minute hiccup, Snowflake, a whimsically named data management startup, will set a record today. When it goes public at the New York Stock Exchange, it will initially be worth about $30 billion and probably much more after the first day of trading, the highest valuation of a newly listed software firm ever. These staggering numbers seem justified. Snowflake's product, a cloud-based database, is a hit with customers. From February to July, revenue jumped by 133% to $242 million compared with last year. 
If current trends hold, it will take in nearly $1 billion over the next 12 months. But in the longer term, the firm's future may not be as bright as the whopping valuation implies. Other companies, in particular big cloud providers such as Amazon and Google, have been beefing up their competing products. And the market for databases is fragmenting, which could limit the firm's growth. Snowflakes are pretty when they appear, but tend to fall, then melt. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Anne Bradstreet, who died on this day in 1672. Authority without wisdom is like a heavy axe without an edge, fitter to bruise than polish. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Music.